You're listening to episode 91 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the podcast. It's Terry here and really excited to have you along with me for the first podcast of September. September's a crazy month in my house as my kids get ready to go back to school. And uh, if it is for you, then good luck. But all right, let's get to the podcast today. Today, I have a real special guest and the tables have been turned because I was very honored, very privileged, very fortunate to be asked to uh, be a guest on the Alexa Dev podcast, which is hosted by David Zbitsky, who is the chief evangelist for Amazon Alexa. And he invited me on his podcast to talk all about uh, what I'm doing in the space. And in particular, we really focus a lot on flash briefings. As you know, I'm really, really uh, big into flash briefings. And Dave wanted to be able to chat about this on his podcast. So Dave also graciously allowed me to share the audio from that podcast with you here. So it gives me a great pleasure to be able to do that. Just before we jump into that, if you are interested in creating your own flash briefing, then I do have this course called Flash Briefing Formula, and you can find it at flashbriefingformula.com, and it's a complete course about how you create your own flash briefing, and it's entirely free. And in fact, we actually talk a little bit about that in this podcast episode. So uh, again, really excited to be featured on, on Dave's podcast. Really want to thank Dave for the opportunity, and here is the audio from that episode. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 25 of the podcast. In today's episode, I talk with Dr. Terry Fisher, who you may know from the Alexa in Canada podcast. Terry shares some incredible tips around flash briefings and how to engage with your customers. Okay. How are you? Pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. It is great to be here, Dave. It's really nice to be here. And uh, I got to say, you've had some really uh, distinguished guests on the podcast. So I feel very, uh, very honored and privileged to be able to uh, be chatting with you here. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, you have a medical degree. So you are way smarter than me, my friend. And like that. <laughs> very kind. Very <laughs> and, kind. And you can do all of this stuff uh, on top of it, which is just, you know, great to hear. And, you know, plus we're starting you're like the episode of um, after it's been a while, you know, I had a break, um, got real busy and you've probably seen and people have seen in the community, I've been all all sorts of other podcasts, which I thought was was a good idea to just kind of go out there and, and see all of that stuff grow. But now I'm starting up the Alexa dev chat again and awesome. uh, seeing you at Voice Summit recently and hearing all the stuff you were doing. I was like, you know what? This just works out great. Yeah. And people know you too. I mean, you're a podcaster too. So it's like, uh, you, you, you know, we were just joking about literally like you connected and the mics just worked, which just never worked. Ha- <laughs> That's right. Which never happens when you're sitting yeah. down to record the podcast. But anyway, so far so good. We'll keep our fingers crossed that it continues to work and there's no little glitches here. So yeah, anyway. exactly. That's when we lose power. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So let's talk about like interesting background, right? Um, I mean, for me, seeing any big 
huge disruptive wave of things coming across um, like the internet was and like mobile was in my career the one thing i would always see is different backgrounds mm-hmm. and voice definitely has that and the, i mean i remember seeing you a couple of years ago and i was like oh he's a doctor and yet he's like all up to speed on alexa flash briefings and you were asking excellent questions and then i got um when was this like i got an invite from you like hey you want to come on my podcast which yeah. is alexa in canada right right yeah that was boy when was that now because i time flies i've been doing this now for about two years now just about and uh I don't know exactly the date. I'd have to look it up, but I think it must've been probably within the first six months of me doing it. I think that I had you yeah. uh, come on the podcast. And I don't even know if we were in Canada yet. Uh, we had just been in, we, yeah. So a- Amazon had just come to Canada. It's, it's actually kind of a funny story because when I launched the, uh, my, my podcast and my blog, Alexa in Canada, when I did that, um, Alexa wasn't actually in Canada yet. But I was just so intrigued by the technology and I yeah. looked for information about it. I couldn't find anything. I thought, I'm going to do this. And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, it was announced that Alexa was coming to Canada. So it was just crazy timing. Yeah. And I have to ask, if you don't mind me asking, because I don't think I even know this. What is your like medical practice? Are you are a general practitioner? Are you in a specific area? Like, What do you do outside of the Alexa stuff? Yeah. So, curious. so yeah, good question. So my day job, yeah, I'm a, I'm a family physician and then I did a, um, a year fellowship in sports and exercise medicine. So now oh. I, I work at university of British Columbia in Vancouver. Um, and I do, I'd say probably three quarters of my practice is sports medicine. And then another quarter of it is general family practice. Um, and I love that, but, uh, of course I love technology before medical school. I did an education degree, which is why I'm really interested in the educational aspects of technology. Um, and so when I can, whenever there's an opportunity to combine, to combine education, uh, healthcare technology, and of course now voice technology in particular, I'm all over it. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's great to hear because I, um, you know, as somebody who's had a medical condition since I've been 10, um, coming across all sorts of different doctors. I think there's a tendency, like the thing I constantly hear is I'm, inf- I, I follow evidence-based medicine, right? Mm, <laughs> Which mm-hmm. to me is a cop-out. It basically means the stuff that was in medical books 30 years ago. And I, it's like, whenever I meet someone like yourself who has the emotional intelligence to understand how people feel when they're confronted with all this information that's out there mm-hmm. and is not also afraid to kind of embrace new tech and figure out how that happens, especially with patient care, mm-hmm. um, the ability to do voice and, and stuff. And, um, I know one of the stuff, um, you had talked about was like daily tips and things around, uh, different conditions that people may have, whether it's arthritis and diabetes and, and all of those kind of things. So it's great. I just want to say as a, as a patient for <laughs> many years of yeah. all sorts of different, that's great to see. Um, I super appreciate that. Yeah, well, thanks. And and like I say, it, it's so early. We all know this is still very early days, and uh, I'm really excited to see how I can continue to um, contribute to to those sorts of experiences for patients through the technology to see how um, how we can help them live better lives and ultimately, you know, provide better better care for these patients. Yeah, and and so let's talk about the tech. Like, how did you come across Alexa? And get into the the entire podcast. Like, were you on Twitter 
before all this um, too? I was on Twitter. Um, I'm trying to think how I first you – know, I, actually, I think the first time I ever really was exposed to voice technology uh, in, in the context that we're talking about it in terms of smart assistants and, and smart speakers was through um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Because I know Gary's he's great. he's been a big influence on a lot of people in the voice space. And, um, you know, so this goes back a couple of years. Like I say, I was practicing – or I still am practicing medicine um, – and I've always been interested in technology, whether it was, you know, I can remember these like little, maybe you remember this, these little digital diaries back in high school. I'm really dating myself here where I would, they would be little miniature keyboards. And you could type in your friend's um, phone numbers and it'd be like a little diary thing. And right. I, and I would use those and then I'd, I'd use the Palm Pilot and, and all, all sorts Palm of things. Pilot, yeah. And so I was always all over the, the, the early tech and, and I love, uh, can I say I love technology? And then I heard um, Gary V talking about voice technology and flash briefings. And I remember thinking, this is really interesting as a way to get a message across to, to a population. And I'd done some podcasting in the past. And that's when I started to, like I said, I started to search for information as you do when you're interested in something. I went on, I went online, started searching, couldn't really find anything about the tech specifically in Canada, recognizing that there are differences between Canada and the States, which is another whole conversation. But I couldn't find it. And I thought, hey, why don't I combine my passions here of technology, education, um, healthcare, um, and and create a resource for people to learn about the technology. And that's really how the Alexa in Canada blog and podcast started. And as I mentioned, I started it before Alexa was announced. Alexa was announced a couple of weeks later that it was coming to Canada. Timing couldn't have been better. And I started to interview guests, including yourself, like I said, and it has just taken on a life of its own. The interest has just, obviously, as you know, has been growing and growing and growing in this space. And it's really, really exciting to see. And being in a position where I can interview people, it's fascinating to hear the different ways that people are thinking about using the technology. And so that was the beginning of it. Of course, I do have some entrepreneurial tendencies. I love getting out there and and speaking about things. I, I love teaching. And so I've since over the last two years, I've been just trying to get involved in helping to educate the community, grow the community, and show people the benefits of voice technology. Yeah, I love that about you. And your audience, too, is pretty encompassing. Like you have people following you who aren't technical, mm -hmm. who maybe they have an Echo device and they're like, I want to actually do something with this because I've seen that going all the way back to 2014 is when people would use this device, it didn't matter what industry they were in and what they did for a living. They had ideas about what they, how they could use that in their line of work. Um, and you cover a lot of those things too. So the blog is Alexa in Canada.ca, but if you're not in Canada, you could put.com and I think it goes there too, right? It does. It does go there yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. And so um, if folks go there, are they going to see the podcast on? Okay, let me go to this. Yep. All right. So I can see. So you got the podcast and you've got everything set up there um, for people to check out. Yeah. So, I mean, when they go to the page, they'll see over the, you know, over the couple of years. Uh, so I've got some common commands that people can say to Alexa if they are, you know, if they're new to Alexa, they're not sure, well, what can I say to this device? So I've got a, you know, a page there with, I think it's got, you know, however many hundreds of commands. I'm not sure how many there are there. Um I've got uh, a page that highlights different blog posts, a page, of course, that highlights the podcast, uh, a page that highlights some devices that are compatible with Alexa. Um, 
so I have tutorials on there about how to create routines and how to get people started. And then uh, the flash briefing page is there, which highlights my my flash briefing. That It's got to be super interesting. Do you, like running, if you don't mind sharing any kind of analytics, like do you get all sorts of interesting searches? Um, like what used to be interesting is when I worked in App Store for Kindle, mm-hmm. it used to be super interesting the types of searches that I would see come across uh, my Kindle developer blog post, like a lot of it was like people wanting to know how to load APKs, <laughs> but, and they had no technical background and there was nothing else out there on the internet. So it would come like through the technical, um, side of it. You got to be seeing some kind of interesting traffic coming in for the having a, yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, what, what uh, I mean, one of the really neat things, one of the really cool things about this is that because, um, you know, I, I've done a, uh, I've spent a lot of time really to try to create some valuable resources is that organically I'm getting a lot of traffic simply because anybody that types in the search terms, Alexa and Canada, my site is essentially the number one site that comes up after nice. Amazon, of course. Oh, that's um, great. And so, um, you know, re- regardless and of you what have no ads, you literally have no ads. You have nothing on the site. You're so like altruistic. I have, n- I have, I have, yeah, there's nothing there uh, at this point in, in any way. Um, and it's just, you know, but a lot of the, 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 the questions that I get coming to me and, and the searches do kind of go back to what I alluded to before. And that's because there are differences between Canada and the U S a lot of the searches are, can I do this in Canada with Alexa? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so those are the kind of questions Welcome that to I, my uh, daily Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's it. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it, but, uh, you know, and like I said, we have talked about it. I understand that. But for the person that's, you know, uninitiated or new to Alexa, it, it you know, a lot of this doesn't make sense to them. We both speak English in the Canada and the U.S. Why can't it just be the same thing in Canada? So that's a lot of the stuff that, uh, yep. it, but it does generate a lot of traffic to the site for sure. Those types of queries. And so out of that, out of doing your podcast you started to really dive into the flash briefing and for folks who don't know uh what a flash briefing is it's basically the ability to have a conversation in the morning with people where they're Mm -hmm. comfortable and they can ask for their flash briefing they can get news they can get all sorts of other type of information and um so why don't you talk a little bit about that? You didn't you cre- you created like a whole network because it's, it's really funny because I knew you as the podcaster and part of the community, but for like the past year, your name keeps popping up as like the flash briefing expert. And there's all these people that are like, I learned, and you've got like you've even got a course out there that you're giving away for free that people rave about. So what's what's going on with flash briefings man yeah i think that flash briefings are an incredible incredible opportunity for people to get out a message i think that you know for a number of reasons um i think we're going towards a space where we're going to be seeing shorter form audio content um become more and more popular simply because people are busy uh, they got lots of stuff going on, and if they can get the information that they need, that they need in a sh- relatively short period of time, in a minute or two, uh, I think that's going to become more and more popular. I I kind of think of it the way um, as well that TV went to Netflix, and we now have people are cutting the cord with their cable, and they've got personalized on demand TV through things like Netflix, and when you think about that. Now with audio and these smart assistants like Alexa, people can really get their personalized on-demand audio. And 
flash briefings, Amazon has positioned, I believe, flash briefings in the ideal place to be able to do this because content creators can go out and they can create their own flash briefing, whether, you know, whether it wanted, you know, if they want it to be business promotional information, whether they want it to be uh, getting out a message for a nonprofit organization, if they just want to share a hobby, uh, if, if, you know, if a company wants to use it as an internal way of communication with employees on a daily basis, if teachers want to use it to send out a message on a daily basis to the parents, what they're doing with their kids in the school, health information, there's just, obviously, there are so many things that you could do with it. And I think this is just the beginning. The fact that people are listening to this in their transitional moments of the day, where typically it was harder to get people to, you know, to tune into something during those short periods of time when they're brushing their teeth. How, what else can you do when you're brushing your teeth other than listen to a short audio piece of piece of information? I just think this is such an opportunity right now. And it's, you know, when you look at the number of podcasts out there, and I've heard some stats that say that there's now about 700,000 podcasts. And when you look at the number of flash briefings, and I, and I and I am tracking this, but I haven't looked at it recently, but I think it's just over about ten thousand flash briefings now. Um, you know that it, it turns out to be like one in one in seventy. Right. When you look at the number of podcasts out there versus the number of flash briefings, it's just it's such a white space right now. And I think there's such an opportunity to to get involved with this and 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 communicate with your audience and really develop that intimate relationship. And so you have. Um you've got a couple different URLs for folks to get started with, right? So what's mm-hmm. the first, if I don't know anything about this, maybe I'm a medical practitioner too, and I want to start a flash briefing for my patients that every day I talk about a general tip. You know, I see this a lot um, with uh, uh, my parents, all the different surgeries. These are the types of exercises you need to be doing. These are the types of things you need to be thinking about today. Could be any kind of um, long-term patient care. Just doing something like that. No technical background at all. Yeah. Where do I start? So I, there's there's two resources two resources that I can suggest. One is um, createaflashbriefing.com, uh, okay. which is essentially a tutorial single blog page where I I go through uh, and talk about the main steps that are involved with creating a flash briefing. But if you want to dive into it. Even more so, um, this is what you were mentioning earlier. I created a course, uh, which a lot of people would consider to be a, a premium course that people would be charging hundreds of dollars for. It's a it's a series of videos, um, and the, that's ac- that's accessible at flashbriefingformula.com. Basically, it's uh, about fifty different videos. I go through how to come up with a topic. You know, how do you get started? What technology do you need? What hardware do you need? Uh, What do you do with your files? How do you actually set up the flash briefing in the, uh, in the Amazon developer console? Um, And then I also give tips on how do you create good content? How long should it be? Um, What are some good recording tips? And then I finish off with, we get into what are some really good ways to market it? Um, I'm really interested in sort of the marketing aspect of this as well. So that once you have your flash briefing out there, it doesn't just sit there. How do you actually get that out. And so, you know, I took time, I went through this course, uh, created this course, and it's out there for free for anybody that wants to check it out, flashbriefingformula.com. And for for people, because th- these are like questions I get asked too, so I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, how much does it cost to create this stuff, right? So for people who don't know, it's free. There's a, um, all of our um, developer APIs are free. 
you can um, you get AWS credits, so you can host. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on you know your customer size, I think most uh, people the amount of free AWS credits are going to be able to um, to cover that. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned tips and things like that. What's some general tips and advice you can give right off the top of your head that you've seen? I I my gut is telling me it's like um, the average video size that people. I used to know this by hand. Uh, in a, not at Amazon in one of my other jobs. Um, and I also have courses on LinkedIn. Well, they were mm-hmm. lynda.com at the time and they're LinkedIn. Right. So if you see me doing courses on Azure or, uh, Windows eight, you know why it's from another life. <laughs> there you um, go. but I used to get all these statistics on drop-offs, you know, mm. how long would people actually watch a video on a specific topic before they watch off? And I still have statistics like that for the podcast. Uh, what's interesting is, uh, how long people actually do listen to the Alexa Dev Chat podcast, and I think that's probably because most of the episodes time close to an hour, and I, I think in at least in the states, most people have an hour commute, so it's like it kind of times with that. Even if they've tuned out mentally to me, um, you know, <laughs> still it's going of, in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, my gut is telling me it's got to be in the minutes thing, like a five minute flesh. Forget it, right? It's got to be like less than that. Have you, you got you, it? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. In fact, so I, I did a survey with my audience and I can I can share with you some stats here and I'll tell you some of the yeah, key questions do. that I asked. So the first thing I said was, and this 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 gets to this the second part of the question here, but I said, you know, um, how many flash briefings do you subscribe to on average? And 53% of my audience said they subscribe to between six and 10 flash briefings. I can see that. Yeah, because a lot of it's local news as well. That's right. But you can't really get elsewhere unless you're trying to look at a local neat TV station or the website. That's right. And so that really affects how long, or the other way around, the length of the flash briefing is going to determine if these people are going to subscribe to them. Because you can imagine that if you are creating a flash briefing that's longer than two minutes and people are subscribing to six to 10 of them, if they're two minutes each, you're already at 20 minutes. Right. And now you're starting to get into podcast length and that sort of thing. And so beyond two minutes is when the – two minutes seems to be the ideal time. And I specifically asked that question. I said, you know, what is your preferred length of time for a flash briefing? 53% said two minutes. Um, about 16% said three minutes. About 10% said one minute. And some people said less than one minute. So – uh, my my tip to people when they're asking me how long should I make the flash briefing, I think two minutes is sort of the sweet spot now. Uh, yeah. It can be less, it can be a little bit longer, but I think if you go much longer than that, you're going to start to lose your audience. And if you think about that, two minutes on average, that's going to be about an hour worth of content that you're building per month. Right, right. right? So, and you can kind of, depending on the content, because flash briefings can be relevant based on the news of the day and the now, or they can be ongoing tips. Like there's flash briefings that are like what happened this day in history. So there's, you can kind of mingle that in. Um, I've seen also, I've heard from people where like you'll pick days of the week, you know? So it's like, it's a Tuesday and on Tuesdays we remember blah, blah, blah. And Friday is audience question, right? It's like radio um, where you can kind of break those things up too. Yeah. That's exactly, and I, I do some of that as well. I have a, I have one day a week when I do um, uh, questions from the audience. So whether it's on my Facebook community or questions that have been asked to me directly, I, uh, I highlight those questions and um, 
And that seems to get really good reviews as well. I asked my audience, you know, what kind of things do you, do they, do they like to hear about? And that's one of the top things is, you know, questions from the community. So they feel that they're part of it as well. Do you get, um, feedback on audio only versus video? Um, I'm not sure I understand your question. What do you mean by so, that? For example, there are flash briefings that are – if a device has a screen like right. an Echo Show, it's actually going to play maybe a 30-second video clip versus going out. Because technically from the developer side, you don't have to do anything different. We detect if a device has a screen, you just say, hey, if it has a screen, this is a video you can play. So it's not like you're creating two different types of flash briefings. But I would be curious if – in your audience and the people that are creating this, if people have looked at those different modalities and they're saying, I'm not, I'm going beyond audio. I'm also doing video now with, because uh, video yeah. is expensive, right? So it's like, you gotta, it's almost like you're a YouTuber at that point. Uh, well, that, that's gotta, it. Yeah, that's it. I, I personally have not gone into the video aspect of the flash briefings right now because for exactly that reason, um, I really want to focus on the audio for the production time. It's easy for me to sit down and record something for the video. Then I have to make sure the backdrop's right and all this sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, it, 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 I mean, it's a very interesting question. I'll have to experiment with this a little bit going forward. But I also wonder if the video, um, I'm sure it adds value to some people, but for those people that are brushing their teeth or running around getting dressed where they're not actually looking at a screen yeah. the whole time, I wonder how much value added is to, to well, at least to it's those very- particular people. Yeah. So I have, I can speak a little bit to this in in generalities is that um, in the people I talk with, what's really good um, with video Mm -hmm. and images, images go along the same way because it's the same scenario, right? It's either you're brushing your teeth or you're looking at a screen is if there's something you're learning about. So that thing you're learning about um, could be a split, let's say it's a product. So maybe you're a flash briefing around, um, I don't know, every day, maybe it's like what's on sale on something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to see it. You want to see it. You know, people yes, have, as a sense. human being, if you're going to spend money on something, you have a tendency, you want to see it first. Um, the other is learning. So if that thing, uh, it could be a medical term or it could be, um, let me give you a good, ex- this is even a personal thing. Like for me, um, the, the, the big visual, I have to actually see a new exercise performed. I can't. Uh. Yeah. have it described to me on a screen. I can't, even images, I have to see the video of the specific movements of the muscle groups, um, things like that. There's just something learning um, with that, right? Or if it's a flash briefing, like word of the day is perfect. You don't need you don't need the visual, right? You can just hear it. Right, right. But what if it's, uh, you know, um, landmark of the day or animal of the day, you know, to be able to just show a picture of that specific creature. Like there's, you know, I still want my, my, uh, my youngest daughter, she's always been so inquisitive and I learned so much through her, but she'll be like, did you know there's an animal that's like this, right? And it's like hmm. a rat that's the size of a house that's in like, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, what? Yeah. How, do, how do these things get this? This is re-? like, I have to see a picture, you know? Um, so it's those type of things. It's, it's an, it's something new that you haven't heard of that your brain hasn't actually created those neurons yet to visually see and just describing it's entirely different than seeing that makes sense to me that makes sense to me i mean i think like you said i think it really comes back to the the type of content that you're producing and if it if it's uh if it's appropriate for it to be a picture and if it'll enhance that then then yeah absolutely so but that is that's i mean that is a great feature that that is that is there if you want to do that with the flash briefing as well so that's fantastic yeah, and we try to make it as as seamless as possible. I um you 
one of the other things you said that really caught my ear that I think will be interesting for the audience too is um, promoting the the, po- the uh, no well it's podcast promoting the podcast but also the flash briefing mm-hmm. increasing new customer acquisition increasing engagement something that you know I I try and help people as much as I can I'd love to hear from you on things you've done tips that you give where you see success on how you can get people to go ahead and enable these things and then engage with them once they have. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I'll tell you about a, an experience that I did here, which is, which is, which it was a lot of fun. I thought I'd do a little bit of an experiment and I essentially what I was trying to do, well, I had a number of purposes with this. One was I really wanted to do something special for my 500th flash briefing, which happened just a couple months ago. Um, so I wanted to do something really unique, really creative. And I thought about this for a while. And and then, so that was one goal. I just wanted to have something fun for my audience. The second one was I wanted to, uh, thank a lot of my guests that had been on my podcast as a way to acknowledge the effort that they took to come on. So that was my second goal. And my third goal was really to do just that, to try to promote my flash briefing, increase my own audience and that sort of thing. And so I can't. And I love that. seeing this, by the way. There's a lot of, um, especially on the voice community on Twitter. I'm uh, sorry, I, fact, I missed that. But I said I loved seeing this. There was a lot oh. of traffic back and forth. The voice community. Um, I won't call out specific names, but people trying to to <laughs> figure stuff out uh, yes. when you were giving clues. Yeah, that's right. So what this was was I created this this game. It's basically it was a gamified flash briefing, and I thought, well, how do I do this when Really, a flash briefing at this at this stage, anyway, is uh, is a one way interaction with the with the. I was going to say patient. So he's talking about patients. With one way interaction with the with the listener, where they right. you know say, "Tell me the news," and and they get the flash briefing. So I thought I'd have to make a skill to go along with it, and so I created this skill called Crack the Code. And I do have to give a shout out to um to the team of Voice XP who helped me to create it. They were great. Um, and so what this was, the idea behind this was, I would. Each day for two weeks in my flash briefing, I would give some type of riddle, some type of puzzle that the listener had to solve. If they wanted to engage in this game, they could then go and actually go back to my website, if they didn't know the answer, to search on my website for the answer to this puzzle. When they found the answer to that puzzle, they would then go to this new skill, crack the code, and they would enable that. They'd open it and they'd start talking with this skill. And they would take a guess at what they thought the answer was to this daily riddle. If they got that correct, they would then be told by the skill a secret, a secret piece of the final code. And every day for two weeks, we would do the same thing. And at the end of the two weeks, if they had all of those 14 little pieces, they could speak to the skill, say the answer to the final code, and they would be told that they'd cracked the code and then they would have the option of getting a text sent to them from the uh, from the skill, which would then take them to my website where they could uh, enter to win prizes. Love on it. top of that, they could uh, there were also extra entries for sharing this on social. And so the growth that I saw and the activations of the flash briefing and the response that I got from this like was beyond my expectations. Um, I had, Can you share you know, some of those numbers? Yeah, so absolutely. So I, yeah, absolutely. So I'll just tell you. So for, um, what I did was I, I tried to think, what's the best way to look at these analytics? And I thought, well, this was a two-week contest. So I compared the two weeks of the contest with the two weeks just prior to the contest as a comparison. Okay. And what I found was that the number of times that my flash briefing was played went up 20%. 
the um, the number of activations of my flash briefing during that two week period went up 180%. So it went up almost three times or 180%. Um, My web traffic went up over 100% because it was directing people back to my web. And what's really interesting is I also then embedded my flash briefing episodes on my website because if people missed Ah. one of the days, how could they go back and get the older clues? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would do that. And I found that my flash, the times that the flash briefing episodes were played on my website went up 200% as well. So, and then just to give you an idea of some of the social media stats. um, So I I really use Twitter a lot. And so for Twitter, um, I found that my followers went up almost 20% just in those, in those two weeks, the times that people were clicking on the links went up 430%. Wow. Um, my stuff was retweeted 65% uh, more than the prior two weeks. It was liked. And the really incredible one was just the number of impressions, the number of people that saw my tweets from this, from the social sharing, it went up over 2,100%. It went up over 21 times for wow. the for the two weeks. And so really what I had done is created a voice marketing funnel where I had these different assets. I had my website, my podcast, my flash briefing, um, all working together, but all basically encouraging people to listen to my flash briefing. Everything was being driven towards my flash briefing where the clues were being given. And then if they engaged in that, then they would then play the skill. They would enter the contest and that would actually be a way for me to collect email addresses through the contest. So I actually increased an email list from running this contest. contest. Um, and so, and then I received, I had somebody that sent me an email that said they've been trying to solve this skill for two hours. I had somebody playing with my skill for two hours trying to do <laughs> this. Awesome. And other people were saying it's like Pokemon Go. And people were saying it's, this is the most fun I've had online in ages. So like and I, I, said, gotta, I have to ask because people are ask me too. They're going to be like, well, what prizes was he giving away? Was he giving away TVs or something? And it, it wasn't that big a crazy prize. No, it wasn't. This is it just, wasn't. I, right? yeah, I this g- is- no, I gave away, I gave away the new Echo Show 5. Um, and uh, again, the Voice XP team who helped me out, they gave away uh, one of their premium subscriptions for a year to their platform. And, uh, and Pete Erickson threw in a, a free registration to uh, Voice Summit. And I also had just a participation prize. So if anybody entered the contest at all, you were in the running for a draw for, for an Echo Dot. Those are yeah, the prizes. I think it's, it shows it's, it's that gamification. It's that you did a couple of things here. If I, if I was to summarize it, and these are just incredible numbers, man, congrats. And I Thanks. think it speaks to how you can engage an audience because you did a couple of things. One, this is one of the things that I always talk to brands about. And um, you may have heard me um, say, you know, meeting your customer in the moment where they are, right? And so what you're doing is I've got people on the web. I've got people talking to Alexa. I've got people in an email blast. I have people engaging me with on Twitter. And by I, I mean the publisher of the flash briefing, not myself. Um, How do you bring all of those things together? Because I find what a lot of people do is they look, they even do this in mobile, right? They look at um, mobile, social, web, everything as its own lever that they push versus... Mm -hmm. Everything can be different stories that you're telling. It doesn't have to be a copy and paste of what you're doing cross, right? It's a different medium. It's a different way of communicating with folks um, and then driving all of that across. So you did that and that's great to kind of see because human beings are multimodal, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you did, and this is the first time I actually even heard of somebody doing this, but I love it. 
is you've created a back catalog of flash briefing because back, I mean, you know, podcasting back catalogs, huge. Yes. Like, um, the, even the Alexa, which I haven't done, uh, the Alexa dev chat, I haven't done episodes in a while, right? That there's mm-hmm. still lots of people listening to that every day right? because <laughs> it's a back catalog out there. And so if you're doing a flash briefing, that's not necessarily news of the day, but that's important tips. Um, how do you get that information accessible to people in a way that they can go ahead and they can go back if they're curious and so be able to engage, um, those ways is really, uh, Unique. So congrats. Uh, you sure you don't have a marketing background? Um, I, just, you know, I, I have marketers that listen to me. So some of them might be like, hey, uh, yeah, we need to be doing some of this stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. And I, and I totally agree with you with the flash briefings in terms of having the back catalog, because, you know, obviously one of the benefits of a flash briefing is it's always current. But I thought, you know, if I'm taking the trouble to record now what's close, I'm approaching 550 daily episodes. I don't want to just lose all that content. So yeah. essentially, one of the things I recommend that people do is actually create a short little blog post from every single flash briefing. And what's that done? What I've done on my website is I actually have that now. So for I have 550 individual short blog posts that are basically the content of my flash briefings. And when I'm talking about questions that people are interested in answering or having answered, now when they're searching for information on the web, they're 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 finding my individual flash briefing episodes and they're going they're reading them they're listening to that episode and then they're going and they're enabling the flash briefing after that oh that's see that's incredible insight because what you've done there is you've basically tagged all of your content and then what you've done is you've made all of that searchable so instead of being a pebble in a stream and you either heard it when it came out or not, you've actually taken all of that content and ultimately made that accessible to everybody through either a web search browser. Um, and then you could, you know, you could create a skill out of that where you could say um, whatever, you know, it's the flash briefings of, and then when people can come in that they could say, cause you've already got that stuff tagged from the blog. Mm-hmm. Literally all you have to do is, build the lexicon that says here's the tag and then here's the episode so i could be like tell me episodes about um i don't know marketing or gamification or something like that and then you'll get all of that so it's you've got people perusing all of the all all of that audio through a skill you could do that stuff too i love that idea too dave i'm gonna have to look into that yeah Yeah, please take it (laughs) that's a great idea that's a great yeah along those lines i want to i also want to say and i think we just mentioned this earlier but you know, there are other people doing fantastic flash briefings, obviously. There's great ones out there. And so one of the other things that I've, I've started to put together is this network of flash briefings to help with the discoverability. Because I know that's oh, one of the okay. issues that that keeps coming up is how do you find the good flash briefings? Um, and so I've created this network, briefcast.fm, where, um, you know, slowly but surely, I'm I'm inviting people to come on the network that have now a proven track record of creating really good quality flash briefings in all different areas. Um, and I think it's another way that we can help people find the flash briefings. And, and actually I surveyed my audience, granted it is my audience, so they know about it, but I asked right. them like, how do you, how do you find flash briefings? And um, you know, the top, the top ways that they currently find flash briefings are word of mouth, the, um, the Alexa app on their mobile phone. And now they say they're going to the briefcast website. So I love it. So it's, it's briefcast.fm briefcast. I'll make sure I, I include yeah. that in the speaker notes. Yeah. And so, okay, I'm on there now so I can go here and then can I enable right from here too? You'd have to, like, like, uh, 
you'd have to click on one of them. And then uh, at the bottom, you'll see a, a button that says enable, and then it will take you to, it'll then take you back to the Amazon site. Got it. Got it. Excellent. Well, I, uh, really insightful tips. I, I super appreciate it. I want to, um, with the time we have left, uh, you mentioned, uh, Pete Erickson. Too. Yes. And I want it because yes. you and I were talking a little bit about this off mic and we're, it, you know, it's in, it's in our recent memory. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it with, mm. um, you know, the, the voice summit 2019 that just happened. I, for me, and this is the second year going in too, mm-hmm. I've always been somebody and Pete and I have talked about this. I forget where we talked about it. And it was actually on this podcast. So, uh, if somebody wants to go Back through the Alexa dev chat, you'll see Pete was on this podcast and we we're talking about community. And uh, Pete and I have just, there's there's just something about community where you bring people from different age groups, different backgrounds. And this year I felt like it's also different accessibility, mm-hmm. right? Having people uh, who are hearing impaired was incredible. Um, yes. Something for me that I never uh, had experienced that before. So bringing all that together, and taking people off who we've typically like this voice first community, we're all kind of online, right? Yes. Uh, and then yeah. having someone in space, uh, in the same space, right? Like what is, if somebody who hasn't seen that or didn't know about this, like what would you say was your key take? Because to me, I think a lot of people got, I had, I mean, I got so many emails and like little messages afterwards of uh, like people saying they felt it, like they felt community which maybe yes. they haven't before. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, one of the things when I go to these, these conferences, I think most people do this, is you look at, you look at the lineup of speakers and you think, oh, wow, this is, there's all these great speakers and I want to go to this one and I want to go to this talk and I want to go to this talk. And what has happened for me at Voice Summit last year as well, but this year in particular, was that, you know, I, I started to meet people and talk to people and there was such an openness around everybody trying to help everybody and and share ideas that I found that I was getting so caught up in these fantastic conversations that I forget to go to the speakers that I wanted to hear. <laughs> and and I but I think that really says a lot for exactly that, the community aspect of it. That there is just there was this openness. Um and I can't tell you how many times I heard people say, you know, I, oh, I've seen that person on Twitter and it's so nice to put a, a, you know, that name to the face now and all these discussions. And, and I, I, you feel like you're, you've been friends with these people partly from social and now you meet them and you, you sort of have this history and I, I couldn't agree more. I like really, it, it, Pete has done such an incredible job and I know that's such a priority for him is developing community. It was, it was really evident there. And uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that too, because as someone, um, I, you'll see this more and more when the, you know, when you have a healthy community, you're spending less time in the sessions and more time in the hallways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there is a lot of, let's go grab a cup of coffee. Yep. Right. Um, let's go get dinner. Um, and just that I think is so important. And I feel like, um, for folks who m- missed out on that, um, I know a lot of the sessions are recorded. They can go ahead and they can they can find some of that stuff. And you had a session there yes. on a lot of this um, flash briefing and and ways to engage, right? Right. So I did. I had that. Uh, we talked about. Uh, I did a quick little like one. Or I guess forty five minutes. It was forty five minute <laughs> overview of how to how to set up a flash briefing. Uh, we I went through some of these stats. Um, I was also involved with um, some of the healthcare tracks with my. 
other podcast, I don't know if we mentioned that, my other podcast, Voice First Health, where okay. I'm really documenting And what's the, the URL for that? Uh, VoiceFirstHealth.com. Okay. Um, and that's really where I'm documenting the intersection at healthcare or, or of healthcare and voice technology. And so I was involved with a couple of panels speaking about that's a whole nother topic of discussion, but where I see the future for specifically healthcare and voice technology, which is mind blowing. Um, so yeah, I was, I was very fortunate to be part of that. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. And big thanks to Pete for, for inviting me. It's, it's just such a pleasure to be part of those types of events. And, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the, on the podcast. I, um, is there anything that you want that we haven't talked about that you, that, uh, you want to share? Anything, any questions you want to ask me? <laughs> anything? Uh, I, I don't know. I think we covered a lot. I think that I've really enjoyed yeah. the discussion. Dave. Well, every time um, I, I don't know if people know this or not about you, but you're also an advocate for the community. Like when we talk a lot and we did talk a little bit about this before the podcast, like you do hit me up with Amazon needs to be doing this, or can you be doing this? Or can, is it going in this direction? And I'd love to see this with flesh. So I loved, I, I continue to find that so valuable and I can pass that on to the product teams as well as your audiences. You continue to have new ideas and directions and what we could be doing better at Amazon. Please let me know. Well, that, and you continue to do that on people's behalf, whether they know that or not. So I just want to point that out. Well, that's one. That, that's nice to hear. And, and I, I just want to say as well that, you know, I think the whole um, community feel to this voice first space really comes from the leaders, the leadership, people like we talked about Pete um, and of course, Bradley, Bradley Metrock with his and, and people like yourself, because you all, and you in particular, Dave, from the interactions with, with you, you know, and we, and I know we spent some time together at voice summit. You're, you're so approachable. You're, you really are a community guy. You are relatable. So down to earth. And, and that, that rubs off on, on people that are watching the leaders in the community and seeing the way people carry themselves in this voice for space. And so I, I, you know, I have to say, I really appreciate that. I thank you for that. And, and I think that's a big part of, of why the community is the way it is. Well, thank you. I have, I have salt in my eye. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do. The text in the mail, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do appreciate you saying that. And, um, you know, for me, I try to, I always just try to be as direct as I possibly can. Uh, it's funny in, um, how do I phrase this in such a way We're we're in such a, like a news hype cycle with everything that's going on with politics and social media and everything. I find the best way is just to like be as direct and open and honest with people as you possibly can. And so they know that their concerns and there's like the hardest part for me is when I have to say, I can't say anything yet. Or, uh, you know, um, no, if it's like a speaking gig and I, you know, I can't talk like there's still things I have to do on behalf of Amazon as a whole. But I mean, I am just, uh, I'm super, I, I've been part of a lot of communities, but I, I, again, I'm just, there is a, there's, there's no, um, every community has like that one person that's like the troll to the rest of them. And none of that has appeared yet. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now hopefully I'm not jinxing it, but there are people like yourself uh, who are generally come from all different backgrounds and are generally trying to improve. And then like what you have done, you've taken that you've created, I mean, look at all these URLs, right? You've got brief briefcast.fm where you're promoting other people. You got uh, flashbriefingformula.com where you've created this professional course 
um, they should be charging for, in my opinion. But uh, I do appreciate you putting it out there. Um, that just teaches people. You've got createflashbriefing.com. You've got alexincanada.com. So thank you for everything you do. And uh, I certainly, I will be continuing to advocate um, internally at Amazon and everything, all the, all the stuff that I hear from you. Uh, and your customers and your community can't can't wait to see what you uh, continue to do. Thanks, thanks, Dave. I really appreciate it. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dave and myself. A, a big thanks to Dave. Dave has been such a great supporter of this podcast of the ALEXA in Canada brand, and I really can't thank Dave enough because uh, when you have somebody like Dave supporting your work, uh, it really means a lot. So, thank you, Dave. For those of you that do want to check out some of the links and things we talked about, they, of course, will be on the show notes page, and you can access that at alexaincanada.ca slash 91. Uh, and in particular, if you want to check out that course that we talked about, flashbriefingformula.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'd love to get your feedback on this episode and what you thought. Feel free to send me a message through Facebook or through Twitter. Uh, I'm always very, very happy to hear from you and love to get your feedback. So until next week, uh, enjoy and uh, check out those flash briefings. Talk to you later. She's got, she's got skills.